All right, we're going we're gonna to get your energy up in just a second. A few little notes before we start. Is everybody excited to see Char Charlotte today? <laughs> My name is Moises. Uh, if you have seen me host panels like this, you've heard some of this before. One of the things that we love to make sure is that our guests really, really, really enjoy themselves. Okay? So, if I can ask some favors from all of you wonderful people here in the room, please no requests for kisses and hugs. She is very loving. She's very affectionate. But now is not the time or place. Now is the time and place for questions. Speaking of questions, five-part questions, we're not going to get to everybody. We want to get to everybody that would get up to the mic. By the way, there's nobody at the microphone right now. And if you want to ask Charlotte a question, there we go. Guy in an Overwatch shirt, very on brand. Very glad that you're the first one up at the, at the mic. So if we, can, if we can please try to keep it to just a single question, because we want to make sure that we get to everybody. There are only three people there. But we, for Zach Callison earlier, we had like 25 people, and we barely got through everybody. I want to make sure that we get to everyone. Everybody has a chance to ask a question of their great hero, the wonderful and the one and only. Before we bring her out, can I, can I hear the amount of energy that you have ready to send back to Charlotte? Can I hear how excited you are? Can you try to, can you try to like throw it a little bit more over the top, blow the roof off the place? You think you can do this? You think we can do this, everybody? All right, let's bring her out. Ladies and gentlemen, Charlotte Chung. Great, Charlotte. How are you? <laughs> good. Are you having a good time so far at MegaCon? Yes, it's been amazing. <laughs> Everybody here is so excited. This is great. You guys are multiplying as we speak right up there. <laughs> I got a couple of questions for Charlotte, then we're going to turn it over to you guys. So a lot of people who are fans of voice actors are curious about getting into the voice acting game. Everybody has a different origin story, I find. How did you, did you stumble your way into voice acting? Was it something that you wanted to do early on and you found your way to it? I mean, you've done a bunch of on-screen stuff too. Uh, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. It's been amazing. This is my second time back in Florida, and um, I just love it here. So thank you so much. Um, and to um, answer your question, I was acting for about eight years on camera, doing like shows like on Disney and on CBS and NBC and ABC, all the major networks. I don't know if you guys have heard of like Shake It Up and Corey in the House and Drake and Josh, but those are sort of the 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 uh, shows that I was on. I was guest starring on and um, and but I was I have this story that I tell about my voiceover experience because it kind of started in high school. So I would always be like just talking at a normal like out you know outdoor level voice. And friends of mine would hear me from, I guess, like down the hallway, and they'll be like, oh, I knew it was you. It sounds, you, it, your voice is so distinct. And so I didn't know whether to take that as a compliment or not, but I knew that I had something, there was something there. So I kind of kept that in the back of my mind. And um, like, honest to God, and this is what most people will be, will tell you and be honest about with you, like most actors, this whole voiceover thing was just like a side thing for me. Like it was just another way of like, you know, like commercials, nobody wants to like, nobody really aspires to become like a commercial actor, like the Geico guy or whatever. But, and then you become that guy and then you end up really embracing it. And that's kind of what happened with me. I, I was like, oh, I just want to make some extra cash and like, you know, survive as an actor. And then and then I really fell in love with it. So, and uh, here's another thing. I, I, I totally took it for granted. Well, I should say, 
I didn't realize how difficult it was going to be to be an, a voice actor. I, I always thought that, you know, like it's, it's, uh, it's, it's not going to be as hard as getting into TV, but it's in fact the other way around. So being a TV actor, I got my first role on CBS on a show called Cold Case, like three months into like dipping my toe into Hollywood. And I was like, oh, this is so easy to be on TV. Like, <laughs> I'm going to do this all the time. And it kind of was. I, I always was working consistently on television. But then when I was trying to get into voiceover, I was, I, it took me probably a good two years or something to like finally find the right agent and, and get established. And I ended up, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, this is an honest story, but like, they were looking for a North Korean Teletubby for the Conan O'Brien show. This is so random, but this is like my true story. Well, I mean, that describes the Conan O'Brien show. <laughs> and they just wanted something like this and like, like there's just something like weird and crazy like that. And there are like not very many people who could do a North Korean accent. Honestly, I'm not super good at it either. But then I just studied it on YouTube and decided to go for it and... Uh, actually, it was for Battlefield, and I decided to go for it, and because I did Battlefield, I ended up um, getting hired without auditioning for the Conan O'Brien show, which then led to, eventually, I, I got into Call of Duty Black Ops 3 as Seraph, and, and that showed that somebody, like the light bulb just went off on somebody, like I, I saw, look, oh, oh my god, you're also her? The 54 mortal shall never yield! That's the other diva. Um, <laughs> and so I, yeah, I, I ended up getting that role, which then proved that to the industry that I was able to carry a game as a lead. And then, and I don't know if Overwatch really took that into consideration, but when I went in for Overwatch, um, I got a call back and I was actually up against a friend of mine and another girl that I don't know. I don't know if that was the only producer session, but I did end up going there and um, a lot of people ask, oh, well, everybody, all of us Overwatch people have a very different audition experience, but um, a lot of them, uh, for me, I just, they told me that she was a Korean pop star. Not, she, they didn't tell me that she was an expert gamer. They said she was a Korean pop star. So I was like, okay, like Girls' Generation, like 21, CL, like just Yeah, go once. In. Sorry, I'm a once stan. Uh. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I'm just going to go in looking super cute and hot, like the hottest I could ever look. And I'm going to just give them my best diva voice. And, and I got it. So, and then the, you know, the life-changing experiences that have come after. But it's been probably two and a half years since I've been... Um, working on Diva, and probably about a year since uh, BlizzCon, because BlizzCon's coming up at the beginning of November, um, since Johnny Cruz, who plays Lucio, put that video out there, and, and we kind of became um, a viral sensation, as they call it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you talk about the, the difficulty in getting into the voice acting world. It's a small world. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a tight-knit world. Small. I mean, it's it, it, and it is not just showing up and doing funny voices. There's a lot of there's a lot of rigor and intensity. I mean, what is what is the the real on the ground experience of being in that booth by yourself, doing take after take after take, you know, of who knows what one day to the next. What is what is that like on on your instrument on you know it's, on your it's hard. Your psyche? Uh, I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie on um, on Call of Duty. I actually 
I, this is the first time I'm actually publicly telling the story, but I worked on um, something that was vocally stressful for four hours and I ended up like tasting blood in my throat. So I cut my throat from it, which is like crazy that people would actually, you know, like don't know the work that goes into it. But that's not normal. And that's also because I was starting off in the industry. This is before Blizzard. And I was working for Activision and, um, and I didn't realize that I, I really needed to speak up and say, um, so I'm bleeding. <laughs> I'm uh, injured over here. And so after that, I, I really learned to, you know, uh, just um, uh, kind of respect my own boundaries when it comes to my instrument. Other, other than that, though, uh, Blizzard is a great company to work for. I never really do anything um, vocally stressful. I'm working on a PCAP project right now for Sony, and they've been extremely uh, respectful and... Um, I, I, I also just came out with another game called Agents of Mayhem, which is a sequel to Saints Row. And, um, and she is kind of like, um, like a really bad diva. She's also a Korean pop star. So I'm kind of like right now, um, I think, conquering all the Korean pop stars in video games in the world. Corner that um, market. Yes. And so, yeah. Um, what was I going to say about that? Um, oh, and so actually, it, it a little bit of a, of a personal thing, but uh, this over this past week, I was um, offered to or invited back to play um, a role for a, another video game that I did, and that was vocally stressful, and um, it, it was it was a reprisal of a role, and I, I turned it down actually because I'm. I'm also on a series right now that's going to be slated to uh, premiere um, at the end of this year or at the beginning of next year. And my voice has changed a lot because of the vocally stressful stuff that I've done before. So um, I've, I'm learning to kind of now, and I, I, I'm fortunate right now to be able to pick my projects. So um, yeah, that's kind of... I think it's really important for a lot of aspiring actors probably here in the audience today to hear sticking up for yourself, watching out for yourself, you know, doing, doing what you need to do for your own health. Uh, now, I, I've only got one more for you, and we're going to turn it over to these wonderful people. Okay. Um, I have to ask you about a hero of yours and hero of mine yes. who once played your mom, yes. who we see at these shows all the time, Mulan herself, Ming-Na Wen. Yes! So what, what what was it like working with her and then and then seeing her you know I guess maybe on the convention circuit these yeah. years later. Um, so she you know a lot of people ask me oh who are your favorite actors and whatnot and I would say um, there's so many I uh, before I get to the Ming story I. I you know, of course, I'm inspired by, for example, Kate Blanchett's performance in Blue Jasmine, and I really love. Um, um, the Smollett uh, brother and sister duo, and um, the brother is an empire, and um, uh, are you guys familiar with the Smollett's? Um, some, I, I have different sort of inspirations and people that I aspire, um, you know, and I, I look up to, but when it comes to, and you know, Kate Blanchett, like, you know, I don't know if I'll ever meet her or I'll ever work with her, but she's somebody that's more of like on the on the large scale that I, I, I love her art and her craft. But um, when it comes to somebody that I personally feel like I can relate to and aspire to be um, would definitely be Miss Mulan uh, Ming-Na herself because, as you said, um, she played my mother on Boston Legal. And um, I... I love the experience because she gave me a lot of advice on set. 
And that's what makes her more of a hero to me because um, she's not only paved the way for um, women, but specifically Asian American women. She's definitely somebody that has um, sustained a long career from voiceover. She's also done series and whatnot on television, but she's, I, I, I'm kind of following in her footsteps in that way. You know, she's got Mulan, I've got Diva, and you know, she's, she's got um, the medical series and the comedy, and I've done, I've done both as well, and so I definitely aspire to be her. Her, if funny enough, I asked her at the time, um, oh, and Will, uh, Bill Shatner is here. Mr. William Shatner just passed him by, and he was he was on opposing counsel when I um, on my episode, so that was interesting. Um, uh, I I asked her, "What's your greatest advice for me as an actor um, and an Asian American female actress, um, you know, or female actor at that?" And she she I thought she was going to give me some advice about you know like, I don't know, just something acting-wise, because she did. She, there were so many things that she would tell me throughout the week of shooting that I still keep very near and dear to my heart. But she said, um, have your babies early. And I was like, what? Like, it, I was like 20, you know, like in my mid-20s at the time. It was like nothing to do with acting. And I was like, oh, okay. I, I think I had just gotten married or engaged at the time. And it wasn't something that was on my radar. But now looking back, it's been ten, about nine and a half years since I had seen her. And we met in Boston. And I was like, oh, my God, Mom. But we're like sisters because we're not that many years apart. But um, she, I, I told her I'll never forget that because what she was doing for me, and this is why I look up to her even more now than I did back then, was um, look out for me as a person before me as an actor. I think it's so easy to like dole out all this like actor knowledge, you know, like live in the moment. Or Your craft is very important. Right, right. And what, what to do about that. But she was like wise in making sure that basically her message was like, you know, don't worry about your career. It'll always be there. You're talented. She was so sweet. She's like, you're talented. You're beautiful. So that's always going to be there. So make sure you put your family first. And if that's something that you want, have your babies early. So I'm like, oh, okay. So um, yeah, I, I, it was a very personal experience for me, one that was made much more memorable because of that personal interaction I had with her. We had our, our trailers were right next to each other and and she's still so humble and so kind and so badass too like she's she's a nice very nice person but also is a strong woman and so I, I love that combination um, in her and I really you know want to emulate that so yeah that's my Ming Na story yeah you're doing pretty great we're just waiting for your comic book TV show <laughs> to hit your, your agents of I shield. was actually up for and I can't say which movie but I was up for a lead in a Marvel film I know. It was crazy. Um, they actually got rid of it. It was like the two lead, lead, leads were already cast because it, it's, it's another installment of something else. But then I came in for like a third lead position and they, there were two more leads that they were casting and they just did away with one of the characters and that was mine. And so the other character got cast and it, ha it's, it hasn't come out well, yet. Well, you got in the door. You got in the door. Now yeah, we're just going to... Yeah. I just have there. to like, uh, because I, I love the Marvel world and and so, yes, yeah, mm. hopefully in the future. So many wonderful things to, to anticipate. Of course, our first question is, is the thing we've been anticipating all afternoon. I do have a question. Yeah. How many of you guys have watched one of my panels on YouTube or in person? Okay. Shout out the ones that you have so that I kind of can remember what things I've already shared. 
Oh, that is so long time ago, guys. I have changed. <laughs> okay, who, what else? Momocon. That was a good one. That was like a huge one. Like that. We're drone. gonna blow Momocon out of the water. Oh, <laughs> oh I don't know about that. That was a. I'm trying. Were you there? No. Oh my gosh, that was crazy. That you get. We had this like drone that came through, and um, you know, I I love this. Okay, all right. We're not gonna blow Momocon intimate away. Intimate experience, but it was literally like five times this room. It was really really huge, um, but that's okay. This is. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yes, this, this is true, this is true. Yeah, McCree was there, Matt Mercer, Fred Tadashore, Daddy76, Lucy Mercy Mom, <laughs> Michael Chu, um, who, who they just call Chu, and who else was there? Who was the last person? Oh, jo Johnny, <laughs> Johnny Cruz, <laughs> Bunny Ribbit. Um, yeah, so that's, that was a good one. Okay, I just wanted to know, because I, I want to make sure I don't like repeat too many things. And also, this is, I don't know if you guys watched my dev video, the, ones where, the one where I met the devs, but this is the jacket that they signed for me, and we've got um, Jeff Kaplan right there, we got Ray right there, we got Arnold Tseng right there, we got Michael Chu right there, so I just, uh, they're here with us in spirit. <laughs> Yay! Well, let's, okay. Let's kick it off right here. Single questions only, please, because we want to get through everybody. How do you feel about the new changes to Diva? <laughs> How did I know you were going to ask that question? I like it. Um, when they first came out, I was at a con. I think I was in New Hampshire, and I... Um, I hadn't actually gotten to play the, with the changes yet. I just saw some footage on the PTR, but um, I, it took me a little bit to get used to the missiles, but I think it's good because of like, you know, we need a little, I needed a little bit, I, I needed a little more long range help. And so I, you know, I, I think that it was a good thing. I also, I mean, a little bit of a buff on my defense matrix would be nice, but you know, we'll work with what we have. But I, I like the missiles, and I, I embrace the missile, and um, and I, I really like the new um, Mercy update. Actually, I think that's it's good with the with new all Mercy the. Mercy is terrible. What? <laughs> what did he say? Sorry, we couldn't hear you. What did you say? I was a Mercy main, but the new update is terrible. Oh, that's so sad. I mean, do you really want to be hiding in the corner until one mo the one moment that you get? Like, that's just so, oh, you do. Okay, somebody in the back's like, yes, I'm not a Mercy main, so I prefer that. Um, well, and, and here's a, more of a serious, on a more serious note, I think that there's so many, you know, female Mercies out there, and I'm all about, of course, with Diva being a female gamer, like, or a gamer, because she's female. Um, I, I think that's really important that women aren't just, like, thrown in a corner, like, nobody puts Mercy in a corner. Um, and all of a sudden, it's like, go, 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 you know, and it's like, bloop. Like, the, we don't need that. We need more interaction, and, and I, I think that when somebody puts a cap on your potential and you think that that's all they're good for, it's time to change the narrative. And so once you change that, people are gonna see her for what she um, is more capable of. It's great to finally meet you, especially Hi. since I'm a Diva main. Hi. <laughs> so my question is, of all the voice lines you've done for Diva, what's your favorite? Sorry. Had trouble hearing you. Oh, sorry. Of all the Diva voice lines you've recorded, what's your favorite? Oh, oh my gosh, this is a good story. I like when Diva, Baby Diva on the opposing team dies. Um, so when she's like, <laughs> when she's like, booped off a cliff, like she goes, ah. 
So that's my favorite. Um, just because it's like a, it's so cute and sad at the same time, and like you just want to desperately get her back into her mech. So that's my favorite. I also like the rare ones, like boom shakalaka, she's on fire. That's another one I like. Um, I like her Korean lines because I worked really hard on making sure that the pronunciation and the uh, the intonation of of the delivery was was good. So um, of course I love like gameuramian igeji. So that's another one I like, and one that didn't make the game, and I know I've always talked about this one, but it's just fun to do, is, oh, 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 Diva Star. It never made the game. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't get the copyright for Gangnam Style, so. Hey, what's up? Um, what is your rank? <laughs> I'm not telling you that. <laughs> Closely um, guarded secret. Yes, yeah. I, 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 I don't, I don't say. A lot of people ask me like, "Oh, what's your, what's your battle tag?" Like, oh, "Okay, yeah, let me tell you." <laughs> but good question. Nice try. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Mm -hmm. Any questions? Uh, hey, Diva. Hey. Do, uh, do you have any juicy gossip about your teammates? About my. Teammates. Oh, teammates. Oh my god, this is so good. I've never been asked this before. Um, you know what? Okay, I don't think he'll care that I'm saying this, but Gaku, who plays Genji, he gets all the girls. Like, he, he gets a lot of attention, and he's just like... This is shocking everyone in the room. <laughs> yeah. And people are always like, because he's always, he's buff in real life, you know? He's always like working out and stuff, so people are always looking at like all the different packages on him and whatnot and and like he has a genji butt like it's like it's so funny but like he he works out really really hard and is like very confident because of that and so even though his character is very like you know very like mother mother you know it's very like it's very, very subdued in some way like very zen very he um and not in like that zenny way but like <laughs> you guys know zenny right zenyatta hello um but he's very he's very confident as a person and i think it has a lot to do with that genji butt and you know <laughs> in real life and in in the game um Otherwise, oh, I have so many things I could share, but I would probably get in trouble because somebody's recording this, and so they'll, they'll, I'll get kicked out of the crew or something. Um, or I'm, I'll be dethroned. Um, or about uh, the character. I really, I really love Lucy. She's, um, she's become one of my closer friends on the, on the cast. We talk all the time. Johnny and I talk all the time, too, and I won't comment on our ship. Um, uh -huh. And... Yeah, Lucy's really sweet. Um, who plays? She plays Mercy, and we are only like two months apart in age, and we have every like every little thing in common. It's kind of crazy. We're we're kind of we call each other sisters from another mister because we are very we're like twins. So it's really weird. We just look different on the outside, but we're like virtually the same person on the inside. So that's that's something for you. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Hiya. <laughs> so, out of you know this much time that Overwatch has had, did you ever expect this to blow up this much? Uh, not at all. Especially because is this is oh, this yeah. mine? Yeah, that's okay. Your... Not at all. Especially because, um, like, you know, everybody was okay. I was on this other game, and when they found out, when the director and like the producers found out that I was on um, Overwatch, 
they were kind of bagging on it. And they're like, oh, well, good luck with that. This is before, I think the beta might have just had come out or maybe even before the beta came out. But I was kind of surprised because I didn't, I, I didn't really know what I was working on. I knew what she looked like, but I was like, you know, everybody always says, oh my gosh, this is going to be the next big, biggest movie or the next biggest TV show, like pilots and stuff. You know, I, I've done a pilot before and I was one of four leads in the pilot and we shot it and it was so exciting and then it went nowhere. And so you never know with projects and, excuse me, <laughs> sorry. Got to take care of the instrument. All that salt. Um, so where's my Mountain Dew? Um, I, so with, with, with this project, um, somebody at Blizzard did tell me, Andrea Toyas, who's the director um, and casting director, told me, oh my gosh, like, get ready, your life is going to change. And I was like, ah, thank you, yeah. Like, you know, totally not believing her, especially because, you know, it was scraps from Titan. And everybody was bagging on Overwatch because they were like, well, the team on Titan worked on it. And if that didn't work out, then how is this going to work out? But I think with so much of the work and the cultural sensitivity and the, and the, the beauty of the characters inside and out, I, I, it was bound to do well, but it's always up to the fan base and whether or not the Blizzard community and those who are outside of the community as well, gamers in general, and cosplayers, if, if they're gonna all, if we are all gonna embrace it. So no matter how good a game is, sometimes indie games are really per, like perfectly good and you know, fine, but they just don't have the same lift that a, a big game like Overwatch can get. So I, I had no idea it was gonna be what it was and I'm very, very thankful. Um, I've always wanted to have a connection with the people that enjoy the projects that I'm in and even with the Disney Channel and even with those things, like there's not, um, Really, you don't see like Disney stars like coming uh, out to conventions too often, except you know the Disney convention. So, because of that, this was sort of the perfect thing for me. I feel like it was it was I was meant to be diva, and diva was meant to be me, and so that I can have as much of a positive impact in not just the gaming world, but you know in the entertainment community at large. So, um, I don't know if that answers your question, but I am thankful for where we are now. Had no idea what it was going to be before. Thank you so much. Welcome. Hi, Diva. Hi. Hi. Um, have you ever said some of the other Overwatch characters' lines in a Diva voice? Oh, of course, yeah. So I was um, in New Hampshire a couple weeks ago with Lucy, and we practiced it on our panel. She was like, okay, let me try Diva's line. And she was like, nerf this. And I was like, <laughs> everyone was kind of quiet. <laughs> um, and I was like, this is how it's done. Nerf this. That's how it's done. And, um, and, but I practiced hers, and she, she, she corrected me because I, I was at a higher pitch, but <clears throat> heroes never die. <laughs> heroes never die. There we go. That was better. Um, I try to do Bustio's lines, but they're kind of hard because I just, I, I, don't, I just don't have that, like, uh, like I don't have that, like, uh, like, you know, drop the beat. Like, I can't, I can't do it like the way Johnny does. Uh, and that's his real personality to the other question about secrets. Like, he's really that upbeat and positive, but also not like annoying in the sense where some people who are like always trying to put on their positivity might be really like suffering on the inside. He's very introspective and he's a very sensitive person on the inside, but also very positive and strong. And so that's what I respect about um, uh, Johnny Lucio. But um, what else? Um, 
Oh gosh, the Hanzo and 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 Genji ults are like so hard to do. <laughs> like it's just like ah, it's just so hard. Um, I like um, gosh. What are your guys' other favorite ones? Oh yeah. <laughs> get off! Get off! I <clears throat> get off my lawn. <laughs> I'm not your daddy. <laughs> He asked me to do Reaper in Diva's voice. But um, I also like um, uh, The World Could Always Use More Heroes. That's another one that I like. Yeah, Tracer's voice is so pretty. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you, Diva. Hello. Hello. Uh, just in a general kind of sense in like either I know a lot of uh, voice actors get like experiences in uh, the booth and just like talking with the other actors um, was there ever any experience that was like completely strange that kind of stuck with you they like a good experience a bad experience just something that after you did it it just kind of like yeah I'm gonna be, that's gonna be stuck with me till I die yeah, a teaching moment a learning moment a, an emotionally significant moment in the booth in the booth or on set? In because the booth. like, any oh, in the booth. booth. In the booth. Any really. Oh, anywhere. Okay. Um, I got to drink one time. I know that I was, uh, <laughs> drink milk. No, I'm kidding. No, it was alcohol. Um, <laughs> I I got to drink one time that we. I don't know why, but there was like this whole buffet of like um, there was like a bar of drinks um, for one of my diva sessions. And afterwards on Friday, they we cheers and I had a white Russian. Um, and so that was kind of exciting. <laughs> um, that's so sad that that's what I named. Like the things that excite me, like alcohol. Um, sorry for those who are under 18 or 21. Um, uh, let's see. I have so many. Um, we actually, when it comes to at least voiceover, I'm on a series right now that have, has been announced. You guys know the leads of it. Uh, one of the guys actually is a frequent um, con person, so you'll you know you 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 definitely know these two other stars. I'm the third lead on it, um, and. Whoa, what is going on back there? Oh, that's John Barrowman in the next room. <laughs> well, we have to we have to beat that. So let's let's give him a run Good for job. their money. One, two, three. <laughs> I love Yeah, he he has this like musical dance intro. He comes out in a trench coat and spins around and he's wearing a dress. Wow. He's wearing a dress? He's wearing a dress and heels and it's a I, whole How am I thing. supposed to beat that? Oh my god. I'll just like I, okay, no. I was gonna say I'll cosplay as Lucio or something. I don't know. <laughs> Blow so many minds. <laughs> um, something that has really stuck with me. Oh gosh, I. Okay, this is totally. Okay, I was on an ep episode of Desperate Housewives back in the day, and it didn't make it because. Uh, ABC had reviewed the footage and felt that it was a little bit racist um, towards Asian Americans uh, because it was something having to do with like fetishes and so, stuff like something that. racist on network TV I'm shocked oh my god but I mean but I was thankful they replaced me with an Italian woman which uh, kind of didn't you know does, doesn't have the same stigma about like Asian men and fetishes and stuff like that I wasn't playing like a sexual character or anything like that I was playing um, like a translator for for somebody who was trying to s 
sell a ball, a baseball to Eva Longoria. It's, it's a long story. If you've watched the series, this makes sense to you with Carlos being blind at the time. She needed to make some extra cash. Long story. But um, kind of like totally different from, you know, what I, what I thought um, was going to be exciting about that uh, experience. I... I was, when I was with my co-star, it's kind of a downer story, so I'm just gonna pre prepare you. It's not like, it, it's like a super happy story, but it, it kind of taught me a deeper lesson. Uh, he was bald, this Japanese man was bald. He was also guest starring on the show, and they thought it would be funny. The producers and the writer would thought it would be funny if I hit his head, like on the back of his head, and I refused it. I was like, no, that's mean. Like, I just met him, like, I'm not gonna do that. And, and they're like, come on, Charlotte, come on, do it, it's so fun. It's so funny, ha 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 ha. And they were just like go egging me on. And I wouldn't do it for like the first 10 minutes. But every time like the, the moment would pass, they would come back and they would want me to like hit his head again because they thought it would be funny at the end of the scene. And I don't think it was gonna make the final cut anyway, but out of peer pressure, I ended up like, I just tapped his head so that they would stop badgering me about it. And I, to this day, that was, gosh, I don't know, back in 2008 or something. It's been nine years and I, I feel, I still feel guilty towards that person who's now my friend. And what that taught me very early on in my career, because I started in 2006, it was two years into my career, what that taught me was if I don't want to do something, I don't need to do it. And I really need to draw my boundaries because I can't live with the guilt of doing something just because somebody peer pressured me into it. And so when somebody asks me for something or asks me to do something I'm not comfortable with, whether on set or outside of work, um, I'm very good at kindly drawing my boundaries and making sure that you know people know that I can't be pushed around. And I think that that's really important in general, whether it's because you're an introvert and you tend to get pushed around or because you are a woman and you might get pushed around. I'm small, so sometimes people feel that they can dominate you know, my space. And there are different things that I think we all live with, the different things that kind of uh, can put us at an advantage, but also sometimes a disadvantage. And for me, that was a very big learning lesson for me um, to just make sure that I, I'm, I'm, I stay true to myself. So that, that would be one super memorable thing. And on a positive note, my very first job, which was on Cold Case on television, I, I, I sacked the lunch because I didn't know that there was like this thing called craft services and I was playing a guest star role, like huge role, like I was like one of the murder suspects of, some, of, a, of a dead person and um, uh, that episode is probably one of my favorite experiences in Hollywood ever because I came in and I brought in three meals just in case they wanted me to like work overtime and I think his name is Danny Pino, but he's uh, he was one of the series regulars on the show. He was like, um, hey, like, uh, what what's that thing that you're holding? And I was like, oh, it's just, it's my lunch. And I brought a brown paper bag. He's like, oh, are you on like a special diet or something? And I was like, no, it's just a, some, a sandwich and some chips. And he was like, you know, we have like food on set. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, we have a gourmet chef here that can adhere to any of your dietary restrictions and we'll, we'll cook you anything you want. You think of it, you'll, you can get it cooked. And I was like, what? And I was still being humble, so I still ate my food, but I also got an extra plate of food from craft services, and it was great. It was an amazing experience, and um, I, I, uh, I, I love it because it was the first time 
I don't know how it was my first time, but it was my first time hearing Hallelujah, the song, because that was one of the songs that was in our episode. Um, it's like saying like, oh yeah, I heard Jingle Bells for the first time after like 20 years of life. Um, but that was that has now still become my, one of my favorite songs as well as Satellite by Dave Matthews Band. So, yeah. On your, on your more trying story, I, I want to thank you personally for being a wonderful example for so many young actors, not so young actors, parents that are watching out for young actors. Um, because uh, you, you mentioned, you know, you're small, you're little, and to paraphrase Shakespeare, though you be but little, you are fierce. Um, <laughs> thank you, I love that. You're, you're such a wonderful, wonderful role model for so many kids. Oh, thank you, thank you, that's very sweet. Hey look, I recognize this kid. Hiya. Hi. Annyeong. <laughs> Mountain Dew or Doritos? Oh. Yeah, what an impossible choice, I mean. Ask a parent who their favorite kid is. Come on. <laughs> well, both. But if I had to choose a lifetime, a lifetime supply of, uh, it would be a lifetime supply of Doritos. <laughs> what are your guys' favorite flavors? Oh, cool Ranch. That's Tom's favorite. It's a classic. What it's else? A classic. Spicy? Spicy yeah. Oh, the purple one. Yeah, I just uh, I ate half a bag from um, last week. Somebody gave me a bag of Doritos from Salt Lake Comic Con, and people think I don't bring all that food home. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> I have like five bags of chips. Like uh, at the BlizzCon, when I said that um, salt and vinegar was my favorite, so I always have like two bags of salt and vinegar chips at home. Um, oh, but my favorite one ever ever since that, I've really become like I don't know if you guys follow my Instagram story, but I'm always like rating snacks and reviewing them and eating them for you guys. <laughs> for you guys. I do it for you. Okay. Um, uh, and um, Zaps. Zap. Have you guys heard of Zaps? What's the one that I like? I forget. It, it's like the... <laughs> what's the name of it? No. What is it called? No. It's like, it's like Cajun spicy... Voodoo! Oh my god, that was so loud. Sorry. <laughs> voodoo! You can tell how excited she is by Voodoo. Yeah, that's my favorite right now. I, it's really hard to find, and so um, when yeah, whenever I see a bag of those, I'll I will scarf that. So up. for reference, she yes. will gladly accept those. <laughs> yes, thank you. Oh, do they really in Tampa? Oh, nice. Are they the big bags? The snack bags, yeah. I, I've yet to see like a huge bag of it, but I, I, I'm going to go to Walmart today. I'll, I'll walk there. Oh, no, I probably won't walk. Um, Diva, uh, Diva rides. She doesn't walk. Oh, yes. I will, I, will, um, I will get in my Mecca, and I will boost myself over there. Hi, what's up? Hi. Um, Hi. Do, how do you like Doomfist? Um, okay, so I'm just going to speak on the controversy of, of Doomfist more than anything. I really like the fact that they had um, cast somebody that was, you know, a native of Africa as opposed to um, an African-American person. Um, I know that a lot of people, a lot of you guys were uh, disappointed that Terry Crews was not cast as Doomfist. <laughs> I'm generally disappointed when Terry Crews is not cast, cast as, as pretty much anything. I, I you know... Um, 
yeah, I, I was sold when he did that whole peck thing. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, that's interesting. No, he's such a positive person and, I, and, and is a positive presence in entertainment and sports. And so I, I, I was all for that too. I thought, I thought he would take Overwatch to the next level also because of his own like celebrity-dom and whatnot. But I hear that, um, that uh, Doomfist, I think his name is SARS, he ended up, um, or that's his handle at least on Twitter, he is a very uh, prolific Broadway actor and is is fantastic at his. I, I think he's really good at his performance, and so I am all for Doomfist. He's kind of scary though. I, I uh, you know, as a character, not the actor, but um, otherwise, I think it, it's great. Also, just you know, it's always good to have more diversity and people of color, and so I'm I'm all for it. And. Uh, who is your main? Like, who do you play? Um, hello. <laughs> a diva isn't a diva if she doesn't main herself. <laughs> I main me. <laughs> um, so I used to main Roadhog for like two, two weeks on P the PC. It was like right before I went to BlizzCon. Then after that, I realized like I really needed to be good at my own character. So I bought a PS4 and they sent, Blizzard sent me a copy of, of, uh, of, the PC version of Overwatch, but um, I didn't want to be like a brat and be like, can you send me another one and another like platform? So I actually, off of Amazon, like I bought my own Overwatch and I signed it. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Display it in a place of honor. I it. Um, yeah, no, so I bought my own Overwatch game and um, my own PS4 and I've been playing only D.Va ever since. I, um, I really want to get into Junkrat though, so, um, you know, I think that, yeah. He, he's like an underappreciated, whenever I see him get play of the game, like nobody ever like appreciates him. It's so weird. I'm like, come on, we gotta give Junkrat more love. But that cinematic, whoo, Chris Parsons killed it. And so, I, and that May cinematic, like, I'm like, where's my cinematic? <laughs> so I've got good news and bad news. The good news is this has been amazing, right? Yeah. Okay. Bad news is we got about five minutes. Five. It's three forty-four. We uh, we have to clear the room because we have stuff coming in after us. But I want to get through the whole line. <sighs> do you guys think that we can get through the whole I line? I think we can yeah. do it. Let's I, do it. Thank you. All right. Let's blast through it. Hi. Um. What is your favorite TF2 character? What is your favorite? Oh. I've been asked this before, and I don't play, so I can't answer. Okay, then oh my your gosh, don't leave, everyone. No, no, you've just got to add it to the list. You've got to start playing I that, will, too. I will, I will. Who should she play as? Yes. I like to play Sniper. People don't like me for it. It's because I use the bow. Okay. All right, we're taking it under it advisement. Mind. Add no, it to her list. <laughs> Next up. Hey, Diva. Hey. Uh, will you go out to dinner with me? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I'm actually working with a guest like two chairs down from you, so I actually have to like run back there. But I wanted to ask. Are you Zach's? Yeah, he's uh, with yeah. Zach. Oh, cool. What are What are you most excited for for BlizzCon this year? Because this will be my first one, and I don't know what to do. Oh my gosh, I can't say obviously, but like I um I will say this: the guests are gonna be really cool. Yeah, it's a brand and, and it's a brand new uh, set of people. Okay. Oh, no, not like brand new characters, but like it's, you know, like you guys will see newer, new people that you, like voice actors you haven't seen. Okay. <gasps> Hi. Um, what's your favorite diva skin? 
I like summer, the summer skin, teguki, because I like the fact that her, her flag is on it. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, Jesus, this is really hard. <laughs> um, this is a really basic question, but I'm not very creative. What's the best part for you of playing D.Va or voicing her? Um, meeting you guys. Aww. Yeah. Easy answer. Thank you. Yeah, I mean that. I mean that. How's it going? Hi. Um, so I see a lot of videos with like all the all the Overwatch actors like hanging out. Um, more so Matt Mercer and Crispin playing online. Do you guys have like a, your own little league and you guys play online as well? <laughs> no, or there's you guys no little secret league or like none of that. Yeah, we we play separately. Not everybody plays. Um, I've done a Twitch stream, one Twitch stream for charity one time. Um, but other than that, uh, no, we. I don't think I've ever played with the other people. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, I was hey just wondering if you would say any of Diva's English voice lines in Korean. If I could say them? Yeah. Like any of oh. this or anything. Are you a translator like that? handy? Oh, um, let's see. No, put them heboshiji, which means nerf this. <laughs> it's a lot longer. <laughs> Thank you, you want another long? Oh, it's a lot. It's a lot longer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Hi, Diva. Hi. Um, besides yourself, who's, who else is your favorite Overwatch character? Oh, um, everybody needs a good mercy on their team. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Next up. By What's the way, after we're done with our Q&A, um, if you guys can stick around for 30 seconds, I just wanted to ask if you guys wanted to be a part of the Fan Expo official headquarters Instagram for a really quick Insta story. So if you guys don't mind to, uh, just sticking around, I'd really appreciate it. <laughs> Excuse me, what's your favorite TV show? What's my favorite? TV, TV, show. TV, TV show. TV show Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah. I also like the weird kind of documentary style things from like like the Keepers on on Netflix. That one sucked me in. Narcos, uh, Bloodline seasons one and two, but not three. Um, <laughs> very specific. Yeah, very specific. Yeah, those are just some of them. But I think the, they're not any that you can watch. Sorry, until like ten years later. Hi. Hello. Um, so I'm just curious if you want a theme song for your hero, pretty much, or any theme song for all your heroes. Would you um, ever want that? Definitely. Well, last year I said that my theme song was CL's Hello Beep. I can't say it. <laughs> um, but I feel like she needs an upgrade, so I'm going to think about it. Or like she needs like a revamp. But uh, definitely, I would love one. Okay. <laughs> Next up. As a Zarya main, um, our interaction is one of my favorites. So if I would say the Zarya part of our interaction, would you start uh, say yours? Sure. Well, I don't. Which one is it? Diva, have you seen the Svatogos? Now have that's you seen what? I, what? The Svatogos. Okay. Now that's what I call a man. <laughs> and what do I say after that? Size isn't everything. Oh, oh yeah, I remember saying that. Because when I read that line, I was like, what does this mean? <laughs> a little not suitable, suitable for work humor there. Um, size isn't everything. <laughs> Good things come in small packages. Okay, we're going to go one word answers from here on out. Thanks. Oh, that's it. There we go. 
So when you were auditioning for D.Va, um, what really stood up out about D.Va to you, and why did you audition for her? Oh, you know, it was the first audition uh, for voiceover that I decided not to ask any, anybody else about what I should do. I was like, oh, I just decided to be me and, like, who I wanted her to be, and it was the strongest audition I've ever done. And it's so, that's my greatest advice for aspiring actors. Be you, because they want to see you, whether it's your voice or if it's, it's your face. Don't change a thing about yourself, and, and you'll get it. Um... <laughs> Hi, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, Thank you so much. We're glad to have you. Thanks so much for coming. I just wanted to know how you felt about the dive meta because you were very prominent in it. About what? The dive meta in season five. You were very prominent in it. The dive meta. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm, I'm happy whenever I'm a part of something like that, you know what I mean? Like, any time we, we get to feature D.Va as, as the meta, like, hello, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Um, hi. Um, what is your uh, least favorite character to play in Overwatch? I can't say, but I will say this because oh, one time I said it, and then like half the crowd was like, ah, like they're crying. I was like, okay, just getting. I'm I'll not a fan about. of yours anymore, Charlotte. Yeah, I, I, I love that person. Okay, um, I will say this. I love. May as like the person, the voice actor. I love May, like the character. I think she's cute, and I love you know she's Asian as well, so sisters, you know, all that. But, but she's savage. Like, whoo! She comes out of nowhere with that ice and everything, and oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, you're not. Hello. Um, my question is for my girlfriend. What is it like hearing yourself as oh, the character you're playing? Oh, I'm very used to it now. I don't even think of it as myself. Sometimes somebody else is playing her, and I'm like at a party, or I'm doing something else, and then I'm like, was that me? Like, I, I don't even think about it. I don't think about it. But I, I, when I hear like Sombra, or when I hear Lucio, or when I hear my friends do it, I'm like, it's so distinct. Like, I, I see Lucio doing it in the, Johnny doing it in the booth. Like, I, I'm, it's my voice, like, I don't, I don't hear it, but everybody else's I do. Thank you. Yeah, Thanks you're still. welcome. What do you think of the amount of people who like Gremlin Diva over normal Diva? I love Gremlin Diva. I love all the lore. I love all the. I love everything about about the Overwatch community and what they've done with uh, you know, what we've all done with with the characters. I'm all good. I think like I'm it's I'm all for it. And I think it's because like she is strong and she is this like empowered character and she saved the world and all this all of this. But you know like. Girlfriend needs to like relax sometimes in her uh, like a tank top and underwear and play video games and and be you know like just like eating Doritos. So I love the fact that you know she's well-rounded like that. That's what I say about Gremlin Diva. She's well-rounded. <laughs> What's up? Hello. How do you feel about um, uh, Diva being Heroes of Storm? Oh, I love it. StarCraft II, announcer, Heroes of the Storm. I think it's great. And I, I like the, the new skin that they gave her in yeah. Heroes of the Storm. It's freaking bad, bad ASS. But I wish that she, they had painted her war paint on. Like, you can't really right. tell it's her. So yeah. that's my one thing. But I love it. I want to see more of her in it. That's and I like her dance playing. in Heroes. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Right, right, rapid fire. We just got three left, and we're going to get through all three of them. Hi. When you're doing a saying, do you chew gum? When I what? When you're doing a saying, do you chew gum? When I'm doing, when you're doing a. When you're doing a saying, a saying. do you chew gum? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, oh, like in the actual recording? Yeah, no, no, no. Oh, no, you get reprimanded for that kind of stuff. <laughs> Voice directors like spit out that gum. Uh, 
Yeah, Do no, no. That's it's it's all just She just pretends that well. Do you ship any characters? Oh yeah, yeah, and like the the bubble and all of that. Yeah, no. Although that would be fun. Do you ship any characters? Do you ship any characters? Um, I, I yeah, I'm not going to speak on me and Lucio. <laughs> but I mean I've told him multiple times. I have a boyfriend. So there's that. Um, and Genji with that hover hand, like he needs to get it together, you know? Like if he wants something, like he needs to go for it. And then lastly, one ship that I do really love that's not a romantic ship is Diva and her relationship with Daddy76. I think he, I think it's a really good um, storyline. And I just love that he's so caring and nurturing, even though he pretends not to be. And she's like obsessed with you know him being a father figure to her. And so I love their relationship. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not your father. Last one. OK, and here's the quickest question. What was your worst experience voice acting other than like your throat being cut? Yeah. Oh, uh, worst Aside from experience? bleeding at the throat. Gosh. Yeah, besides that, I. I um, did an animation. None of my animation has actually come out yet. My very first animation on Cartoon Network is going to be coming out. I'm guest starring on something next month. So follow along on Instagram and Twitter and all of that, and you guys will be able to see that. I think you're going to really love it. It's so different from D.Va. But um, was working with a really obnoxious actor who kept correcting me in while I was working or complimenting me while I was working. So he would step out from behind the mic and be like, mm, that's a good one. You did good there. That's a good one. Your, your placement was very good. Yeah, you, uh, and that's so yeah. unprofessional. We don't do that. Even like Fred Tatashore, who is like, has over 500 credits, who plays Daddy 70, uh, Soldier 76. I always call him Daddy 76. Um, he, he, I, I've never seen him correct anybody. He says he doesn't correct anybody. So it's a, it's a mark of a true, un, truly unprofessional person when somebody is like, good job. Or like, you know, can you, you should, you should raise your pitch there. And I, I, I thought that that was like probably the most, yeah, probably like the un most unpleasant experience. I wish we weren't ending on a negative note, but you that know what? Said, I've got a really dumb question okay. for you then. Yes. Do you stand any K-pop groups? Yeah. Like what? I mean, Girls' Generation. Mm -hmm. um, although uh, I'm not a fan of the new like holiday song. It's like ah, like I, I like I like the more serious, sexy songs as opposed to like the really poppy, bubblegummy songs because they all sound kind of similar to me. So, um, but I like yeah, I like I, uh, back in the day though. I don't know if you guys know, but uh, this group. But my favorite group was God. Is mm. this familiar to you? It's familiar to me oh, now. Okay. I, I, I got kind of side dragged into the K-pop world because I, I retweeted uh, a, a gif of Suyu from Twice uh -huh. shooting an arrow and it exploded all over the K-pop boards <laughs> and suddenly I had a lot of young women calling me sir and asking me to stand different people and oh so I, I, I got a crash course on all kinds of stuff and I went back before Twice and Girls' yeah. Generation and all this stuff. And now you are and now a I'm, I've person. learned. I've learned. I'm, I love I'm, it. I'm totally into it. Now, the reason that I wanted to bring that up to close us out yes. is before we do the Instagram thing for Charlotte, I wanted to get everybody in the room to really make some noise because we love her so much and this is so amazing for everybody, right? Thank right? you. Thank you. Thank you. So she is going to direct us for what she wants for her for Instagram. Let's all get up. This is not on my Instagram. This is not for self-promotion. This is for this Fan, is for Fan Expo. Expo. And I just want everyone to, let's say, what should we say? We should, what, one, two, three. All right, so I'll give, I'll give a hand signal. One, two, three. Nerf this!
Thank you, everyone. Go see Charlotte the rest of the weekend up at her table. I'm headed to my booth right now. I'll see you guys there. Thank you. Bye. Uh-huh. <laughs>